Hey everyone, welcome to Promethean Tides. I am General, and as always, I am joined by Breaker. What's going on, Breaker? When I was a little girl, my parents told me that if you dug a hole deep enough, you'd get to China. So I've always felt a connection with the Chinese. Mmm, man, that is, that is deep. That is deep. Thank you, thank you. Pelosi. Uh, <laughs> so, I... Yeah, uh, uh, what's what's going on, everyone? Um, uh, thanks for uh, joining. Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, and we got a, a few stories to talk about today. We got uh, a uh, probably a, a, the biggest story uh, is China. Uh, their response to Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. We have a uh, the continuing story of uh, the monkeypox outbreak. I said uh, last week that we'll continue to follow the story, and goddammit, we will. And also, Alex Jones uh, has been uh, ordered to pay out uh, about $50 million uh, over uh, his comments about uh, the Sandy Hook school shooting. Uh, and uh, we, we might get into a couple other things, but those are the, the, uh, the main things that we have lined up. So... Yeah, we we can start with uh, Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. She she went there, uh, and uh, I I don't know why she went there. In fact, I'm I'm not sure that anyone except for Nancy Pelosi knows precisely why she went there. But uh, it seemed to have been uh, mildly upsetting to the Chinese government. You know. <clears throat> If I were to wager a couple of guesses about this, probably what it was, it was it, it was technically supposed to be Biden going there, but seeing as Biden is basically maintained by the scent of the hair of young girls at this point, um, they had to send the next best option, which was drunken Skeletor, to uh, Taiwan. And in, in my opinion, this is just like a type of proxy saber rattling. It's like, ah, you see, we're sending American dignitaries to Taiwan without saying out loud. It's like, we know Taiwan is a thing and they make all of our computer chips. So you better you better fuck off, China. So. <clears throat> in uh, in in response to to this happening, uh China, they basically surrounded Taiwan. They started launching a whole bunch of missiles. Uh, a few of those missiles actually flew directly over Taiwan. And uh, also some of the missiles, uh, they landed in uh, Japanese waters. So that's all uh, really interesting. Uh, Ch China is definitely uh, trying to show the world that they are extremely upset um, there's, there's a few things to get into here. So, uh, let's, I guess that we can start with number one. What, what are some reasons why Nancy Pelosi decided to visit Taiwan? Well, right, as, uh, as you mentioned, Breaker, um, there are a, uh, th they're, they're a massive hub for the manufacturing of semiconductors, and, the U.S. is very dependent on on Taiwan for for all of these, and it, it turns out that that 
our economy is it's it's largely based on semiconductors. Just about everything that you buy has a semiconductor in it, and uh, this the 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 lack of semiconductors uh, has uh, driven up the price of of a lot of uh, uh, items. So, so things such as like vehicles uh, that require semiconductors, <clears throat> uh, the price of vehicles has gone up because of the shortage. Um, I think that it's been like a year and a half since the Xbox, uh, Series X and the PS5 were released, and there are still shortages of these consoles. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's an issue, and, um, it's, it's possible, uh, or I, I think that actually... Uh, one one of the company the the company one of the companies in Taiwan that, that manufactures these semiconductors, uh, I guess that they're they're planning on relocating to the United States. So it's possible that Pelosi was going there to uh, figure out, uh, you know how to how to uh, best uh, uh, ease the transition, um, and also you know make sure that her uh, her stock portfolio. Uh, is is reflective of of what's going to happen and and you know uh, so that she can um uh, make sure to uh, uh secure her financial future and and make um you know the the best uh uh financial decisions that that she possibly can with with her uh, uh insi insider um information uh so good on pelosi um uh in general uh if you uh had basically just done whatever investment Pelosi did, uh, you would have been able to uh, beat out uh, basically j just about every um, uh, <clears throat> mutual fund uh, out there. Uh, you would have been able to beat out the S&P 500. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, she, she is, she's a financial guru, guru, I'll tell you what. Not um, financial advice in any official capacity. Please consult a qualified professional before investing in anything, which is not us. That is, that is true. But you know who is, uh, uh, base, you know who basically has a, a better track record uh, than, than Warren Buffett? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. She is just, uh, if she invests in it, it's probably a good idea. Uh, not financial advice. I'm just saying, historically speaking, man, she's good at picking those uh, those stocks. Uh, so I I would imagine that it might have something to do with that. Uh, it also might be that someone had to go over to Taiwan and you know in person and and inform them that if China invaded, the U.S. would not be helping them, or maybe would be helping them. Um, so, yeah, no one is quite clear as to why Pelosi was going over there. Now, um, uh, when she, b before she was going over there, uh, China was making threats and they were saying, oh, you, you better not go over there, Pelosi, we'll be really upset. And, uh, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of people, especially, uh, you know, on, on the conservative side of things, who were saying that, well, actually, it's it's a good thing that that, that she's going over there, and and we we support Pelosi in, in this because, uh, you know, she she can't you know she uh, uh uh she has to stand up to China, 
you know, we can't let China, you know, bully us into um, allowing them to dictate where our uh, public public officials can and can't go. Uh, that's a that's that's a, a that's a good point. I, I I would agree with that. But I uh, I again I I I'm not sure what Pelosi was up to there exactly, and I'm not sure if I would support it if I if I knew precisely what it was. But uh, there was that. Yeah. Like my general consensus on this whole thing is it's like uh, basically offhanded freaking militaristic maneuvers and saber rattling. It's like, uh, better be careful, China, or don't you screw with Taiwan now, you hear? Uh, Come on, man. Uh, America, China, Xi Jinping. You, you you start messing around Taiwan. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back behind the woodshed and introduce you to corn pop. Come on, man. You know the thing. Not corn pop. <laughs> um, corn pop is a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I I I guess that Biden was too old and feeble to uh, make it to Taiwan himself. So they sent the other incredibly old and feeble person. Uh, it's all they fucking got. What else are they gonna do? They're all like old fucking skeletons. I, the Clintons were probably too busy drinking the blood of children or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I would have loved to uh, if the, if they had sent uh, AOC there. You know, um, I think that would have just been brilliant. She would have gone over and she would have she would have said, you know, China, they're being really mean, and it's just it's not appropriate what they're doing, and it's just I don't like it. And men. That would have been really powerful words from AOC. You know what? It would have been even better would if they sent Biden's fucking wife and she would have went over there and said, the Taiwan is a great country and you are as diverse as the egg rolls and wonton soup of our local Bondagas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, compare them to fucking food. Uh, that would have been great. That would have been so much better. Right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. Yeah, and so- then China would have been like, oh, you compare them to food, we're going to have to go over there and eat them up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, uh, uh, this, this was, uh, this was very upsetting to, uh, China, and, now here's uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, so they 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 they, sur- they surrounded Taiwan, launched some missiles, uh, lots lots of saber rattling, uh, and they uh, they they very much they did not want this to happen. I guess that this is uh, basically the 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 biggest political person uh, that we've sent over to Taiwan. Um, you know, it's the Speaker of the House. That's that's a that's a that's a, that's a pretty big uh, position. Um, uh, and so, I, I this was this was very upsetting. Now, uh, the uh, China, and by China here, I mean um, the uh, the People's Republic of China, um, not uh, not not Taiwan, which is also uh, China. Famously strong and robust democracy. Yes, yes, uh, but the uh, the 
the uh, the explicitly communist uh, People's Republic of China. They they would they very much want to take Taiwan back. They uh, they believe that it is essentially a uh, it's a province that has gone rogue and uh, that they they need to take it back. I think this is of course kind of a a preposterous uh, position to have in my in my opinion, but uh, whatever. Um, uh, but China uh, is, they're facing some uh, rather problematic things uh, internally. So um, <clears throat> there, uh, there's, uh, especially in the uh, more rural uh, regions of China, there's been issues with, uh, with the banks. Um, people, uh, effectively, uh, the, the banks were, um, uh, they were, uh, doing some shady things with the money that was being invested into them. Uh, they were uh, trying to guarantee, I believe, something like a like a four percent um, uh, interest rate uh, annually, which is like insanely high. And they were able to do this because <clears throat> uh, they were basically taking people's money and just investing it uh, into the Chinese stock market. Uh, doing a little bit of gambling with it, and it was working for a while until, well, it stopped working and a global recession occurred, and, well, oopsie poopsie, uh, now they can't give the, the, the people their, their money back because it's, it's gone. It stopped existing. Uh, <clears throat> this, this has led to uh, uh, many, many protests uh, happening uh, across China. Uh, and that's that's more in the rural areas now, in uh, some of the city centers, um, you have people who uh, basically uh, they purchased uh, a house before it was built. So there is these very very large um, <coughs> uh, apartment complexes that are constantly being uh, 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 put up in China. Um, and it is uh, it's it's like a it's like a major way that people uh, are able to invest money and try to save for the future. Um, it's 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 a little bit like actually the like the stock market of, of China. Actually, it's it's a major economic uh, engine of China. People take their money and they buy houses with it. And uh uh, as a result, there are many um, development uh, uh, companies that are erecting just tons and tons and tons of apartment towers. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, these uh, uh, there's there's been some some issues with uh, the supply chain, uh, in part due to you know the the whole COVID thing, and <clears throat> these uh, uh, these these companies they've been unable to actually build a lot of these apartments. So you have apartments that are paid for, that people are currently paying mortgages on, and these apartments have yet to be constructed and they're being delayed. And this is also causing a lot of uh, upset people uh, within China. So there's been, there's been a lot of protests happening. And if you are uh, part of the CCP uh, and you're one of these... Uh, communist jackasses in charge, uh, this is rather scary to you, because the last thing that you would want is for the people to 
uh, start rising up. You could actually have a revolution on your hands. Uh, and the, uh, the party is completely aware of this. This is why sometimes uh, people say that China is a paper tiger. Uh, because uh, the, the party has to make sure that everyone's lives are decent and that the economy keeps growing. Because if, if, if it ever stopped, then uh, the people would start to get a little bit upset. And that would uh, be quite a threat to the sovereignty of the party. So internally, that's what's happening in China. So, if you wanted to prevent that, what would be a good way of doing that? Well, maybe you start saber-rattling, and maybe you uh, you try to start, like, a, a little war, right? Uh, I mean, it's great for the, uh, for the approval of your party if you get into a war, because then you have a common enemy, and the people will support you. So, that, uh, that probably had something to do with uh, China's response to Pelosi landing. Uh, it, it may or may not be that they're actively trying to take Taiwan back, um, shortly, but, uh, it, it certainly does, uh, kind of make the U.S. a common enemy of both the people and the CCP, and I think that that works out in their interest. So, uh, yeah, just, a kind of a, a little, uh, geopolitical, uh, clusterfuck. Yeah, you know... Probably out of all, like, the major world power countries, China is, like, hanging on by the thinnest of strands, even more so than America. Because, okay, in China, if a revolution cracked off, that would potentially spiral into some type of military coup attempt or something. China is a freaking nuclear superpower. So, whichever ragtag group ended up taking power once all the frickin' dust had settled, would now be in control of thousands of nuclear weapons. <laughs> and they might not, like, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, so whoever ended up taking over from there might be even worse than our dear leader, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that is very possible. I, uh... Uh, there, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, um, uh, overt, uh, opposition parties in China, um, mostly because I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that they'll just kill you, uh, for, for being in opposition to communism, uh, but... Or they'll put you in the naughty chair and then you'll wish you were dead. <laughs> right, right, yeah, but, uh, I am sure that there are, uh, other political factions in China that are underground that, uh, would rather... Uh, not have the communists in power, and I'm sure that uh, any one of those factions would love to go ahead and um, take control of the military and seize the use of those nuclear weapons. Fuck yeah! Well, uh, remember when the protests, like the the uh, the disease that shall not be named, protests happened in China a few years ago? They did like fucking really quick flash mob protests and there were a lot of freaking people there and they spray painted the security cameras and they raised all kinds of hell and they were in and out before the freaking SWAT teams even showed up. Yep, yeah, yeah, there there is uh there's legitimate political dissent in China and uh uh it it doesn't it doesn't take much to uh start up a uh, a revolution. So uh 
yeah, we'll we'll I guess we will we will see what comes of this. Uh, I... you know, one positive thing, if there ever is a revolution in China, those people, whoever it is, after that, are going to be the most anti-communist people on the face of the earth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I bet they're going to be really based. To be fair, it's going to be like Russia, but with more money and better technology. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, as as a result of this, uh, China has basically uh, closed off uh, uh, discussions with the United States. Uh, so, you know, I guess uh, China's decided that they, they don't want to talk to us anymore. They're giving us a bit of the silent treatment. Uh, I get it. I get it. As someone uh, who has uh, dated uh, women before, I, I, I know about the silent treatment. Um, and uh, yes, I will talk to you, America. You make me a few bad. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. No, actually, I believe that was their uh, their public statement. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, they've they've closed down um, uh, uh, talks with the United States. And uh, best of all, Russia said that uh, if China decided to take Taiwan, then Russia would back them. Uh, much like how China said that uh, if Russia took the Ukraine, China would back them. So we have uh, essentially the the creation of a a power block here. Um, it's uh, we're we're going back to 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 Cold War two, um, uh, something fucking boogaloo, and uh, yeah, uh, they I. It it just it kind of seems to me like um, this is a way that you could actually get um, the ex the exciting uh, final chapter in the uh, World Wars trilogy. You know, the first and the second one came out um, great successes, very popular, lots of interest and intrigue. Uh, but you know, they've been sitting on their hands. Uh, you know, you know, fucking releasing the the final chapter and a lot of people have been waiting for it um and but you know it's it's been a long time uh they they had that like they had that mini series that lasted for like way too long the uh, the cold war saga um you know but it, it wasn't it's it was it was interesting or whatever but you know it wasn't it wasn't like a war a proper you know world war so uh yeah i think um uh world war three would be would be very interesting um uh wrap up some of the uh the uh the, the cliffhangers and the uh and the uh the dangling um uh, uh, uh loose uh plot threads uh but yeah we'll uh uh we will see what happens with that but it it it, it does look like like the uh the writers are, are doing all the setup um to hint at the uh at, at the world war three uh Cold War Two, Red Dawn Boogaloo. Uh. Yep, yep. Uh, it's uh, whatever happens. I think uh, it'll it'll and it'll end up being exciting. Um. Yay! I'm betting for Russia. <laughs> Russia, the weakest of the three, actually comes out as being the winner. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after they secure the freaking Donbass and the Black Sea trade routes, um. And 
our freaking sanctions backfiring and making their money worth twice as much as ours. And they're going to the brick system and basing the money on gold. So, uh, yeah, it's looking a lot better for them, all things considered. Well, and they do have a metric fuck ton of oil. Uh, and natural gas. Yeah. And by the way, a, a funny story about Russia. Um, okay, in Canada, there was a turbine for one of the pipelines in Russia, well, the natural gas pipelines, and it was in Canada getting repaired. Now, this is a custom-built pipeline turbine that would only work on the Russian side of the pipeline because it's specifically designed to go in that part. And Canada was like, meh, I don't want to give it back to Russia. Vladimir Putin is a stinky diaper baby like Orange Man. And Russia was like, oh, fuck off, Justin. No one likes you. You're like the least popular fucking world supervillain. And Justin's like, oh, sorry you boot that. And he, gave, he, was going to, he was in the process of sending it back to Russia, but it had to go through Germany. And when Germany got it, they were just like, no, we're not giving it back. <laughs> and Russia was just like, uh, okay, I turned down natural gas. And he turned the freaking pipeline down to like 20% capacity for Germany's natural gas. And they all freaked out and their fucking stock market bombed. And even then, they were like, no, stinky poo-poo Putin isn't getting the freaking turbine. And Putin is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is, this is precisely what you get when your country is led by, uh, cucks. Uh, it's like four-year-olds throwing a fucking tantrum, like, no, you're not getting the toy back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, right? Uh, when, if, if you have a weak leadership, uh, leadership that isn't willing to stand up to an enemy... Um, then you actually increase uh, the risk of war, right? So, I just I, I would like to point out uh, just an, an interesting coincidence here. Um, when when we had uh, uh, Trump in office, it, it, China wasn't pulling any of the shit. Russia wasn't pulling any of the shit, and that's because Trump uh, was and still is a a a, 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 a crazy fucking asshole. I mean, he he absolutely is. Uh, he's unpredictable. Uh, he's he just he 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 he'll do shit just randomly, and he he's a he's a jackass. Uh, and he's he's just he's willing to just say shit that uh, isn't uh, always the nicest. And well, what that does is it it makes uh, other uh, competing nations a little bit wary. Of fucking with the U.S. too much because they don't know what Trump might do. Uh, is is he crazy enough to just fucking launch a nuke? Maybe. Now, <clears throat> let's let's contrast that to uh, to how Biden has been has been leading the country, um, doddering old man uh, in a wheelchair uh, on dementia meds, uh, who probably should be living in an assisted care facility, and. Uh, when when China started uh, launching missiles over Taiwan, uh, he went, "Oh, you know what? We should we should stop testing um, our ICBMs because we wouldn't want to offend China, right?" 
that sort of leadership is actually what gets us into war. Because China will then say, oh shit, now's our opportunity. This guy ain't gonna do shit. Let's take some stuff. Uh, this is this is not what we want or, or need. Uh, we have to project strength. Uh, projecting strength is how you avoid conflict, literally. So, uh, yeah. But, you know what? <clears throat> Here's the thing. Um, millions of Americans, more than 70 million Americans, they got through four years of Trump. They had experienced um, uh, a, a, a the return of manufacturing to America. They had experienced um, uh, just a, a, a steadily uh, climbing uh, a, a, a GDP, uh, an accelerated growth in the economy. Uh, people were uh, becoming wealthier than they had ever been. Uh, the uh, the number of uh, of uh, the uh, employment was was down to record level lows. Basically, everyone was employed to the fact to the point that employers had to compete for employees, and even make, like places like McDonald's had to uh, uh, start giving like, healthcare to their fucking burger flippers, right? Because they had to compete for all of these employees. It was such a good place to be, and fucking America was becoming energy independent, and uh, our, uh, the price of gas was at, like, $2. Uh, uh, we were, we were uh, starting to draw down our, our bullshit uh, wars in the Middle East. I mean, things were going good, but you know what? The Americans, they looked at that and they said, hold on, we're winning too much. We're winning so They're gonna much. They're going to get tired of winning. They got tired of winning. They got sick of it. <clears throat> Believe me, I, I warned them in advance before they elected me that you're going to win so much, you're going to get tired of it. And you know what? The American people have spoken. They were tired of winning. We won too much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so uh, more than 70 million Americans, they came out and they said, you know what? This is too much winning. I believe it's time for some good old-fashioned American suffering. And you know what? They voted for it. And they brought it in. God bless them. Okay? Because now we are facing all of the worst shit. Uh, just the polar opposite of the, of the Trump administration. Everything is worse off. Uh, the price of food is insane. Uh, the price of gas is insane. Uh, the money is devalued. Uh, stocks are, are have lost their value. Uh, commodities, gold, silver, they've lost their value. Crypto has lost its value. Everything is in the shitter. Uh, we're in a recession, even though the White House tells us that that we're not, uh, because they decided to redefine it in such a way as to make us not in a recession, even though we are clearly in a fucking recession. And best of all. We've been able to export it to the entire rest of the world. It's not just the United States that's suffering. No. When those 70 million Americans stood up and voted for, for Biden, they said, you know what? It's not enough to have this suffering be just contained within our own nation. We need to make sure that other people get to experience this as well. It is important that we export this globally so that everyone can take part in the beautiful suffering that joe biden will cause and god damn it he fulfilled that promise joe biden he got up and he made sure you know what all nations all nations 
throughout the entire world will experience a global recession. All nations will experience um, incredibly uh, high uh, cost of gas. All nations will experience incredibly uh, high uh, cost of food. And you know what? In the future, here's the great thing. It's going to be even worse. It's going to be, it's going to get even worse, uh, especially maybe uh, come this winter. Uh, I think that a lot of Americans will be more or less okay, but there are people that will start dying from lack of food availability in some poor nations. You know what? Biden, he he will have fulfilled his promise to make the world just a way fucking worse place. So we here at the Promethean Tides, we applaud uh, Biden. He is... He's a he's a lion of a man. Come on, man, um, America, and you know the, I I I approve that message. And you know what else I have to say is I to all the all of our African American listeners, just just remember if you don't vote for me, then then you ain't black. That's that's just facts, man. That is just facts. <laughs> I used to I, I used to sit on the stand and the kids they come up to me in the pool and they, they they rub my legs and the hair would stand up and turn blonde in the sun and the kids would jump up and down in my lap. I love kids jumping up and down in my lap. That's how I learned about roaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fucking words of wisdom, man. I. Uh... So I actually, all things aside, I actually had to sit down with somebody and we like brainstormed for about an hour and we thought, okay, what the fuck was he trying to say? <laughs> and we figured it out. It was like in the days of like segregated swimming pools. What he was trying to say was that he remembered the days when the segregation ended and like. Blacks and whites could swim together in the same pool, and the kids would be curious because they'd never seen a white person. Uh. So it was like the reverse, I want to touch the black person's hair because it looks like sheep's wool, but the reverse of that is like, I want to touch the white man's hairy leg because the hair stands up and turns blonde in the sun. I don't think... Even when you try and help him by translating his senile bullshit into something more rational sounding it it actually gets worse <laughs> were you uh were you ever able to figure out what uh trin and on a shop of depression means and bad calf care i i so i believe that that the true in and on a shop of depression i think it's like true um uh, international cooperation under pressure, or something along those lines. I, I believe, but I, I've never, I still don't know. The you know, it's still a, a, a an unanswered uh, question. Okay, um, if it's like an Alzheimer's gaffe, like I'm not a medical expert, and we're not diagnosing the president with anything in any official capacity. We are not medical experts. Um, in Alzheimer's, there's like this, like metaphasic word replacement where you'll say "pan" instead of "pin." The syllables stay the same, but sometimes the vowels can shift. Mm. So, if you take that into account, "habanamana shabada pressure" and the cadence, I think it meant like homes or. 
impoverished Americans or something? Oh, his campaign promise to impoverish uh, millions of Americans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to take that and run with it, you can. I mean, it, I, even when you try and make his bullshit make sense, it just gets worse. <laughs> There's no helping the man. He is just a black hole of failure. <clears throat> no. No. See, you're calling it failure. I'm calling it uh, uh, just tremendous success at making things worse. Uh I guess that's a different way of looking at it. Exactly, man. You gotta you gotta see the the cup is is half full. You always gotta look on the bright side. Believe me, nobody knows more about looking on the bright side than me. Like if you have half of a line of crack, you don't say that it's oh the crack line is half empty. No, you say the crack line is half full. Okay. Well, then, after you do the crack, you're just like, I still want more crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, Just yeah. like uh, Joe Biden experienced recently with his frozen forehead and massive saucer-like cocaine eyes. I, in my head, Ken, and personally, I'm not... Uh, saying that this really happened for entertainment purposes only my headcanon reality is like joe was getting ready to do that freaking speech he's like hunter get in here and bring bring me some of the premium shit and hunter just like rubs a bunch of freaking crack on the head of a child slave and stuffs it under his face he's like ah! <laughs> you know all those little child slaves just wandered around Democrat owned uh, mansions. Mm, mm -hmm, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's always sniffing the kids. It's like because behind closed doors, he's literally doing like hair bumps off the children. Right, he sprinkles crack on their hair and sniffs it out. <laughs> right, right. It's like uh, you know, normal people would do a line of coke. Um, off of like a, a hooker's breasts or something, but Biden is over there. It's it's got to be in the hair of the children. <laughs> well, there are stranger fetishes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, that dude, that fucking that video. Uh, that was the weirdest thing. It did like it looked like like a deep fake. Either that, or he was on something because his eyes were wide and they did not blink it was that was weird to watch and also there were jump cuts galore it was like a youtuber's apology video level of jump cuts <laughs> yeah <sighs> uh, i'm trying to apologize for fucking children in the ass um let me think exactly what to say and they just sit in front of the camera for like five hours, and they take all that footage, and they hand it off to the freaking editors. Like, make me look good, and the editor is just like jump cut, jump cut, jump cut, jump cut, jump cut. <laughs> uh, for, I, 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 I bet that most people um are familiar with the video, but for any for anyone who isn't, I'll uh, I'll leave a link uh in the description down below to uh to this video. It is, it's quite bizarre to see. Mm-hmm. That indeed. On to the next story before I get too drunk to continue. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we also have, uh, I guess, uh, more and more cases of monkeypox. Um, it is up to uh, uh, 7,500 
confirmed cases uh, within the United States. Um, How dare you bring up monkeypox? I'm queer. Well, you're shaming my lifestyle. You should be ashamed. It's not. It's not me doing it. It's the pox doing it. But uh, or in some interpretations, it's God doing it. But uh, yeah, the uh, any uh, god that wouldn't allow me to have an orgy with fifteen men is no god that I would believe in. Mm, yeah, very, very true. Very true. You know, uh, <laughs> God, uh, God, God uh, is uh, should should be very much a a libertine, uh, right? Like I... <laughs> exactly. So I, just like Mother Gaia, that is the lifeblood of all of us, and we need to think about the planet. We need to start drinking more soy and eating more bugs. I yeah, I want to I want to point out that uh, like okay, so I'm a I'm a libertarian, right? And that's 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 a, that's that's one side of the political aisle, right? So when you're a when you're a right leaning libertarian, then you're just a libertarian. When you're a left leaning libertarian. You're what's called a libertine, and it's actually a, it's it, it's very different. There's there's some key differences uh, between the two, uh, such as um, I don't know the belief in personal responsibility. But uh, anyway, uh, map rights matter. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, it's like a uh, uh, map rights, uh, like like with the with the door of the explorer show. Um, the map. I'm the map. I'm the Dora. map. <laughs> I remember watching that show on Rewind constantly. Do Dora. Swiper. Swiper. No swiping. Uh, that, that's not going to work on me, Dora. I'm powered by soy. No, sure. Joe Biden, no sniffing. Joe Biden, no sniffing. I hear that you smell like a taco. <laughs> yeah, right. My wife tells me that you're as diverse as, as, as a taco from a bodyguard. <laughs> um, you know, actually, I was I was thinking back the other day to, to Door the Explorer, and... Um, uh, cause that, that shit, like, it came out, uh, it, like, 20 years ago, I think, or something like that. Uh, and I remember seeing it, like, on, on the television, uh, back when people actually had televisions. Uh, and, uh, you know, looking back on it, it's like, why the fuck was there a children's TV show that was trying to teach everyone Spanish? Like, wh why? <laughs> why the fuck? Why? You know, there's another TV show from slightly after Dora the Explorer that was called Ni Hao Kai Lan. And it was basically the same premise, but it was a little Chinese girl that would teach you how to speak Chinese. And of course, that made a lot more sense. Uh, that That is so, so much better. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that the, there, there wasn't any um, uh, mild communist propaganda embedded in there either. Oh, I'm sure there wasn't. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, the n the number of uh, uh, monkeypox cases continues to climb, and in fact, the uh, the federal government uh, has issued a uh, public health emergency over this, and 
So yeah, now it is a public health emergency. Uh, the last two times that I believe that the last two times that a public health emergency was issued over a infectious disease was, of course, uh, the uh, COVID nineteen, and then the uh, the swine flu that happened under Obama. I forget exactly what year that was. It would have been like. 2000... 2009 ish. Yeah, 2009 yeah, ish. Um, so. I actually remember getting that vaccine back then, honestly. Uh, I don't. I think that my. I don't think my parents ever got me the vaccine for it. But. Also, that was the weirdest vaccine because they were literally giving out the vaccine at the freaking local 24 hour gas station. Oh, well. It, it was just a group of people there with like a a medical cooler that looked like a briefcase that was filled with vials of the vaccine, and they were just sitting in the corner of this freaking gas station's dining room, and there were just like three, like two dudes and a chick just in the corner of the fucking dining room. This wasn't cordoned off, or there was no like sterile fields. These people weren't even wearing masks. They were just, like, chilling in the corner of a fucking gas station dining room, giving out vaccines. That is that is the sketchiest vaccine I've ever heard of. Like, you just... Like, that's not confidence-inspiring. Like, oh, yeah, t take that needle, put it in my arm. This seems... Right, right in the middle of this gas station with, like, sizzling pizza <laughs> a few feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, that, that's legit, man. 100% above board. Uh, but... Yeah, so a, uh, uh, we now have a public health emergency declared over this. Uh, I guess that means that it's, it's a big deal. Now, I will point out that as of right now, uh, this uh, is predominantly spread between uh, men who have sex with other men. And well, I should actually, I, it's not quite men who have sex with other men. It's men who have sex with a lot of other men. Uh, How dare you stop belittling my lifestyle? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 being uh, it's being spread predominantly within those communities. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't spread uh, outside of those communities. It um, it can be passed on uh, through just uh, skin to skin contact. That is something that can happen. Uh, it is most easily spread, uh, say, between uh, mucous uh, membranes where um, uh, lesions uh, can occur. But uh, it uh, and oh Jesus Christ! I've seen some of the pictures of of this monkeypox, and they are they are gruesome. I'll tell you what, like they like uh, if, uh, if if anyone remembers um, from way back in the day, uh, blue waffle. Uh, some of these pictures are <clears throat> are basically on that level. So, uh, by the way, Blue Waffle was totally an internet hoax. It's not a real thing. Wait, really? Yes, and that was Photoshop. It's not a real thing. Oh shit! Because I remember, like, I remember it it being passed around when I was in like middle or high school or something, and it was just the grossest thing that that anyone had ever yeah, seen. It, it was a freaking gross-out meme for teenagers, yeah, and that, that's why you still believe it to this day, probably. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like, man, so much so much of, uh, of, of my life is just, uh, turns out to be a lie. You know, it was just, it was engineered. 
uh, sort of like a certain modern occurrence that might be somehow tangentially related to what we are talking about right now for entertainment purposes only. I, I think I see the direction that you're going with that, and we're not going to continue in that direction. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but monkeypox is very much not a meme, and the lesions are very much real. <laughs> Yeah. So, look, you could you could get the pox from uh, something as simple as a handshake. Of course, I believe that it's it's much less likely that you're going to get it from a handshake, but it is uh, still possible. So, um, I guess that you know it's something it's something that we should should look out for. You know, I, I suppose. But uh, to be honest, I I'm not certain that this is. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, maybe it'll end up being you know a huge fucking thing that kills so 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 many people. But uh, I'm actually I'm kind of surprised that this was declared a public health emergency. I mean, uh, it it kind of it kind of seems like maybe going forward, whenever just anything happens that's disease related, they're just gonna start calling it a public health emergency. Just oh shit. Uh, it's the annual flu season, public health emergency. Ah, shit, there's a particularly bad uh, rhino and or adenovirus going around. Um, you know, the common cold, essentially. Uh, well, uh, better call it a fucking public health emergency. And, you know, I, uh, I, I believe, I'm not, I'm not entirely certain on this, but I believe that if something is a, a public health emergency... It allows them to uh, bypass some of the FDA regulations and get a, a drug to market uh, more rapidly. So, you know, if if that's the case, I was I was trying to look into that, and I, I couldn't I couldn't find any information um, saying yes or no in, in either direction. But uh, if if that is the case, then you know I could see a future where like uh, pharmaceutical company X. Uh, wants to get a drug to market for, I don't know, fibromyalgia. And they don't want to go through 10 years of testing under uh, stringent FDA regulations. And so they go, hey, uh, Mr. Politician, uh, if you could just go ahead and label fibromyalgia as a uh, public health emergency for a month, uh, it would really benefit uh, our company. And I'll tell you what, uh, we have stock options for you. Like, I could totally see that becoming a thing. Well then, that would certainly be totally um, not a thing that you should necessarily worry about because, you know, we can 100% trust pharmaceutical companies and the government, specifically when it comes to vaccinations. Now, there might be listeners that are very distrustful of the government in many other different ways on both the left and right it's like neoliberal corporatists and big business and you know how uh, basically from what i hear from most of the left these days that the government is a massive systemically racist dog whistling hellhole that exists for no other purpose than to oppress and repress minorities but you know in this specific instance they are 100 percent trustworthy <clears throat> well, look, I mean, 
uh, the thing is, is that when, when you take something as trustworthy as, as the government, and then you take this other thing that is as as trustworthy and just the pinnacle of, of morality as, say, um, a big pharmaceutical co corporation, and then and then you, you have them um, uh, engage in an incestuous relationship where they're rubbing their dicks together. Uh, I'll tell you what, that is that is the pinnacle of, of something that I would want to have trust and faith in. I mean, that is just, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be about as ethical as God. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Because if you did try and argue with that, like, a man suspiciously dressed like Winnie the Pooh might come strolling down and uh, hit you in the head with a wet noodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like how, how for, for decades now, the left has been saying that the, the military-industrial complex is something that you should always trust and that you should put all of your faith into them. Um, the, uh, the, the government pharmaceutical industrial complex, uh, even more so just maximum faith. They are trustworthy, uh, and please do not question them, uh, or else. So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so, uh, monkey, monkeypox cases continue to, to climb. Uh, I would assume that I, I don't know this for a fact, but I would assume that uh, these uh, cases are almost entirely confined to the uh, mm. San Francisco Bay Area and uh, probably the Atlanta area. But, uh, you know, I, 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 what do I know? I, I haven't seen any data for that. I'm just assuming. You know, it's like, well, my advice in all cases is just to avoid California like the plague that it is, regardless of whether or not there is a literal plague. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, there's, there's the update about monkeypox. We will continue to cover this story, uh, once again. I, I don't think it's going to end up being a big deal, but, uh, we shall see. What the fuck do I know? Um. Yeah, I think all of these, uh, I need to word this very carefully, and I can't say what I said off the air, but all of these, uh, pandemics and responses to these pandemics moving forward this is not going to look good historically to say the very least this is going to be looked back upon in a very negative light in just i would say a decade or two well i mean look uh to to put a little a nice neat bow on this um as we all know uh all of the uh, COVID vaccines that were produced by these uh, brave and, and fearless, uh, literally fearless because zero consequences, um, uh, pharmaceutical corporations, you know, you got, you got your Pfizer, you got your Moderna, you got your Johnson & Johnson. Uh, <clears throat> these, uh, th these vaccinations that, uh, that, that were made uh, are 100% uh, safe and effective. Uh, they will uh, prevent you from getting sick. Uh, they have a track record of, of preventing uh, you from getting sick. If you know um, uh, people who got uh, the 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 vaccination the, the vaccines, uh, I don't believe that that they uh, contracted uh, Omicron. Definitely not, and uh, they appear to be one hundred percent safe. I don't think that I've seen any evidence of any sort of side effects uh, from these vaccines. So uh, yeah, uh, that's just that's just 
Those are facts. You can trust those true and accurate facts. Yes, yes, and you you better trust them. Uh, okay, so uh, there's that. Now uh, on to the uh, on to the next story. We also have uh, so kind of a, a smaller story, perhaps not that important, but Alex Jones. Uh, uh, a jury sentenced sentenced him to pay out just a a fuck ton of money uh, to two different uh, families uh, who were affected by Sandy Hook. Uh, he's been ordered to pay out a total of uh, $50 million, and there may be uh, more lawsuits uh, coming in the future. So uh, the man is going to have to uh, theoretically pay out a whole bunch of money. We'll eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob! I... Is that, is that that's not something he said, is it? I'm right. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I have not been following the case uh, very closely. I think Breaker, you might have been following it a little bit closer than I did. But uh, what I know is that he's been ordered to pay out about fifty million dollars. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he actually will end up paying out that much, but we'll see. Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, apparently it was like a non-adversarial trial. Like Alex Jones didn't really get a chance to defend himself, which is a little bit weird, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's pretty much the story. Yeah. Basically the freaking judge is a known leftist and communist freaking activist that was constantly berating him in open court on the record numerous times for the dumbest fucking reasons. Okay, uh, for legal purposes, uh, especially since we're talking about a judge here, uh, the judge is uh, is alleged to be a lefty and communist uh, advocate. No, there is proof. You can look <clears throat> it up. Uh, but he is alleged. He is alleged. He is... You, you, you can't say that he is. Uh, well, you've already misgendered the judge, so fuck you, bigot. Fuck, you're right. God damn it. Uh. <laughs> well, now you're screwed anyway, so you might as well go whole hog. We need to haul him up by their back legs like a big Christmas hog. <laughs> I was, uh... I was, uh, the, uh, the other night, I was talking to a, um... Not threatening a judge, don't take... <laughs> To oh yeah! Clip that out of context, you son of a bitch. Yeah, no, that was that was for humorous purposes. There, uh, we do not threaten people, and we do not condone violence here on the uh, the the public tides. Uh, so I was I was talking to a uh, uh, to a to a transsexual individual the other night, and um, you know they they were saying how like they they work at a company, and I. Uh, I guess that uh, you know they they had made the transition, and then uh, some people at the company were still referring to them as the wrong pronouns, right? So they they used to be a he, now they're a she, and sometimes people still refer to them as a he. Um, and how this how is like, dare you misgender them and dead name them, you abominable bigot? 
Right. And, you know, I was listening to this and I was I was keeping an, an open mind and an open heart because I was like, wow, you know, this sounds this sounds like it, it could it could be like a like a big deal. You know, you have to be at a company and occasionally you'll get an email and someone will refer to you as a he instead of a she. And that's like super upsetting. And they were going on and on and on and on about this and how <clears throat> how intense their their life struggles are. Uh, and you know, they, they told this story about how they went to their boss and they were like, you know what, in general, you should just never use gendered pronouns, you know, not just for me, but for anyone, you know, you should always refer to everyone as a they, because you don't know how they identify. And, you know, he, these terms, he and she, they're outdated and they need to be expunged from from the, the lexicon of English. And, you know, they were telling me this, and, and then a, what they said was that their boss, their, their boss was like, you know what, you're right, that is something that we should be doing. And they didn't say this exactly, but I, I assume that, you know, everyone clapped at the end. And I just thought that that was so moving, and it was a demonstration of the amount, just the sheer struggle that, that these, these, uh, these these trans people have to go through, and then I I decided to you know speak up and and say you know what that that sounds that sounds horrendous that, that that you know sometimes people will use the wrong pronouns on you I mean that is that is a great tragedy but you know also there are there are people that that came out as well as being anti um. Uh, Fauci ouchie and when they came out those people they got fired they got fired from their jobs right fuck you fucking hell that's why I said okay for everyone's edification here's what you should do and you know you could take this as a joke if you want to and this is not illegal, by the way, so because this is the standard. <clears throat> if you feel like wh whoever you are out there, if you feel in your heart like you identify as a woman, regardless of what you look like on the outside, what you do is when you go to get your passport, just tell them that your gender is female. I'm specifically addressing like male audience members and listeners at this point. Tell the person at the passport office that your gender is female. And once you get an F on your passport, whatever state you live in, they have to conform to like, because the passports are under federal jurisdiction, they have to conform and make your local ID match your passport. So you get a, then get an F on your driver's license. And that's all it takes to become legally on paper transgender. Then the next time you go for a job interview, you just show your freaking passport and your driver's license and your legally above board documentation say, yeah, I am a masculine presenting trans woman <laughs> it's like 
Like when you're like, sh- what are they going to say? What are they going to say? No, you're not. Like, how dare you d- deny my gender? It's like, do you think you'll like? What even is a woman? Can you define woman? No. Like, you could walk in looking like fucking Grizzly Adams with a coonskin cap and a fucking plaid shirt and fucking jeans and b- fucking Forester boots on. Does it fucking matter? On the paper, it says I'm a woman. Oh my god, you know what? I kind of want to do that now, just to, like, troll the, the, the fucking institution. Like, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna be, like, um, I, I will not have shaven, I'll, I'll have, like, a beard and, like, a mustache, and I'll just be wearing, like, a t-shirt and jeans, I'll look like a fucking regular guy, and I'll go, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a girl. I'm a masculine <laughs> presenting trans woman, now I still use... I still use male pronouns, and I'm not gonna like start a bunch of hoo ha about shit. It's like, you know, but I, I'm just I'm trans. I, on the inside, I identify as a woman. I believe, and that. you know what that is? That's immediately there's no burden of proof that the state can hold against you. Yeah, I, I didn't, literally none. Didn't uh, didn't uh, Lauren Southern do that in Canada? She officially uh, declared herself to be a man. And she is legally... Lauren Southern is legally a man. I don't know if she legally put it on her paper or if it was just a troll or no, not. No, 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 she did. She did. She uh, uh, she got her... her uh, I, I don't know how they do shit in Canada. I mean, I, I believe that they, uh, they don't even have real money. They just uh, use Monopoly money. So I don't know how official it is, but... Uh, yeah, she she got her uh she got her gender legally changed to male. Lauren Southern is legally a boy. And there's your secret to breaking the system. Like all the men out there that are having trouble getting a job, just put F on your driver's license. Guaranteed. You you get put into the special trans super minority hot shoe. And not only will you get a job, you'll get, like, several fucking interviews in the course of one week, and you'll get fucking promoted immediately if you're already in a job. There's no downside. Holy shit, dude. It's like, it's like you get instant, like, plus 100 diversity points. Fuck. Yeah, it's like, it's like a speed run strategy in a video game. It's like when you no-clip through the wall and you get to the final boss on level one. It's an exploit. Just like, uh, this is the kind of shit that the spiffing Brit would recommend. Let's go. The regulations around transgender identity are perfectly sound and lawfully ironclad with no exploits whatsoever. It's perfectly (laughs) balanced. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, back to Alex Jones. Um, Yeah. Aside from the judge allegedly being a... uh, left-wing, hardline act, political activist. There was also a problem with one of Alex Jones's multiple lawyers accidentally, quote-unquote, gave the prosecuting attorney like all of their phone records <laughs> that they had communications with Alex Jones for the past like several fucking years. Oh, that's, that sounds, so like, like, a, that whoop, sounds like a violation of, a, of, of attorney-client privilege, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, it basically is. So here's Now, I don't know how this is all going to shake out in the end. Only time will tell. But here's what I think is going to happen. That being the case, like Alex Jones getting prejudiced in open court by the judge constantly. I don't know how much weight that's going to pull because judges have so much fucking discretion. But the lawyer thing is like 
That's like his ace in the hole that no one expected to happen. Now, I guarantee you the leftoid media are going to start saying, it's like, oh, it was actually a criminal conspiracy he had with that lawyer to make it look like he'd breached his privilege. Like, yeah, that lawyer's going to put his bar card on the line for fucking Alex Jones. Yeah, right, motherfucker. Now who's the conspiracy theorist? But anyway, um, what's going to happen is Alex Jones is going to get that 50-ish million dollars mostly back from the pending malpractice suit that he has, like, basically ironclad proof that the attorney did this. So that attorney's malpractice insurance is going to pay most, if not all, of Alex Jones's fucking judgment. So Alex Jones, if for all intents and purposes, even though he technically quote-unquote lost, there's still, like, appeal processes and let's say that those lose too, but the fucking malpractice is like the ace in the hole. It's like, he's going to be out very little, if any, money from the actual judgment in the end. So, I'm really, I'm a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. human liberty. I'm setting tears everywhere. And humans are turning on. Uh, very, very good. Well, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we will see. I guess what what happens with the with the Alex Jones case. I, uh, uh, I guess there there might be more lawsuits incoming. Uh, but I don't know if I if I were to take a guess, and this is just a complete guess. My guess would be that, uh, at the end of the day, Alex Jones is not going to pay 50 million dollars i just i'm just i if i that's my bet that's it i'm not saying i'm right i'm just that's my bet i think like in the in the best case scenario he could get it overturned on appeal because one his lawyer fucked up and two the open prejudice of the freaking judge in the courtroom but the lawyer fucking up is like the main linchpin of this like he might even get the whole thing overturned on appeal just because the lawyer fucked up. Um. Yeah, or like even even if he can't get an appeal, I think that there's there are uh, financial wizardry ways around having to give someone fifty million dollars. Uh, I don't really know these these things in depth because. I've never had fifty million dollars, and I've never had to pay anyone fifty million dollars. But I've I've heard that there are uh, f money finagle finagling ways to potentially just avoid it. I I I wouldn't know, uh, but yeah, I've, that's what I've heard. Um, Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So I, uh, as as a, as another, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but um, <clears throat> so there was a uh, uh, there was a case uh, that uh, that came out in the Supreme Court recently, and I guess that this uh, this officer they didn't uh, read uh, an individual that they were arresting. They didn't read them their uh, Miranda rights, and. I guess that uh, uh, that that person that didn't get read their rights, they tried to sue the police officer, and then the Supreme Court 
uh, they they said, yeah, you can't sue the police officer. They have immunity because they're they're police officers and qualified immunity technically. Right. And so I was I was talking to this uh, I was talking to this lefty and uh, and they brought this up and they said, you know what? This is how they started it off. They said, you know what? Did you know that the, that the, that in America, the Supreme Court just said that you don't have to be read your Miranda, your your Miranda rights? Yeah, the Supreme Court literally just decided this. This Supreme Court is so fucking fascist that that literally um, they declared that you no longer have to be read your rights when you're getting arrested. And I was like, wait, really? They were like, yeah. I was like, oh wow, okay. I mean, what's do you have like an article for that or whatever? Like, I I haven't heard that shit, and. <clears throat> So they, they started reading me out the a fucking like uh, Washington Post, uh, you know, uh, overview of what the case was, and I was like, whoa, 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 hold, hold on there. The Supreme Court is not saying that that you 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 know you no longer have to read someone their Miranda rights. The Supreme Court is just it's actually quite boring. They're upholding the fact that you can't sue the police officer, right? Now, if you're not read your Miranda rights, number one, your case is going to be thrown out. It like like ninety nine percent of the time, um, like you could be you could be driving around with with fucking uh, it, you know, fifteen kilograms of cocaine in the trunk of your car, and if if a if a cop doesn't read you your Miranda rights, your case is going to get thrown out. Unfortunately cocaine will probably get thrown out as well so that kind of sucks but uh but no i mean like like you're uh uh you 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 they didn't undergo the proper protocol uh ergo your case is going to most likely be thrown out uh we do not endorse drug trafficking on the public space no no we don't i'm just saying if if well i don't know maybe you're hunter biden maybe the the 15 kilos of, of cocaine is just for you because it's a saturday well, night it, it, in that case, you just call your father and you get off the hook. Right, right, exactly. But, uh, but I was like, look, that's 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 the uh, uh, all that's saying is that is that police have immunity from being sued, and it makes sense because actually, what you do is you sue the state. You don't sue the individual officer. Uh, it seems actually very important for an officer to be able to like do his job that he is not able to get sued, right? And yeah, if by the way, if police officers making like roughly 50 to 60 thousand dollars a year, if they could just blanketly be sued by anyone they ever arrested, that would create like a two-tiered system even more stark of a contrast than we have now where police simply wouldn't arrest rich people because I like, okay, that's a multimillionaire and I make 60 thousand dollars a year. They're gonna sue me and destroy me. I'm not, I'm not even gonna to touch them. <laughs> well, right, right, exactly. I mean, I, 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 I like it. It makes no sense for a police officer to not have immunity. And this, and here, here I was talking to this. And that year. means Onision could never be arrested, no matter how much he abused his child. <laughs> oh, isn't that sweet? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I was, I was talking to this lefty, and they were like, "No, no, you should be able to sue." the individual because you know what the the government they didn't do anything bad it was just it was just the individual cop that did something bad which is why you should be able to sue the cop and i'm like holy shit is this is this like is this what like the lefty perspective is at this point because 
this person had had previously said that uh, 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 that if if you give someone COVID, it's equivalent to aiming a gun at someone and pulling the trigger. And that's why, in the same way that the police are there to, um, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, pr prevent murders, uh, the government should be there to prevent, uh, 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 COVID spreading. And that's why it is a legitimate mandate of the government to force people to get vaccinated or whatever, and and now they're saying like no, actually the government is trying to do a good job. It was just one rogue police officer, and you know you should trust the government. You shouldn't sue the government. You should sue the the individual who did the thing. Okay, number one, that's all. That's all fucking nutty. Uh, and I I don't know when it is that that the fucking left um decided that they, because I rem I fucking remember being on the left, like when the Bush administration was doing its shit. And I was like, fuck the government. The government is probably not that great. Uh, I don't know when it is that the left decided they're they're just like super pro-corporation, super pro, just like whatever the government says. I don't know when that change happened. I think it was under the Obama administration. But, <clears throat> but also, um, here's the thing. Who gave that cop a gun and a badge and said you are now a representative of the state uh we give you power in the name of the sovereignty of the state who is it that gave that individual the fucking gun and the badge it was the state ultimately the responsibility if the cop fucks up is on the state now if if there was just some random asshole on the street that was walking around with a gun and a pair of handcuffs and he was just operating alone, and he points a gun at you, and then he puts the you know the fucking hand the the, the handcuffs around you, and like forces you to the ground just for funsies. Yes, you should be able to sue that person, and he should probably go to jail for assault, right? Uh, unless he's making a citizen's arrest, depending on you know where you are, whatever. Um, but uh, if there's a difference between a, just a random asshole on the street and a cop, a cop is operating under the authority of the state, which means that if something, if the cop does something untowards, like not read you your Miranda rights, that is the responsibility of the state. The state ultimately has to take responsibilities for that, so sue the state. You don't sue the individual cop. It makes no fucking goddamn sense. Now, if there is, say, um, a, a, a murder trial, like in the George Floyd instance, um, then, yes, the individual can uh, go to jail. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure that I agree with the verdict of that case, but, but when it comes to suing someone, no, you cannot sue the police officer. You sue the government. I, it makes no goddamn sense, and I will, I will, I will, I will fucking debate anyone on this one. It, 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 it's, it doesn't follow. It, it's, it's dumb, and there are people on the left that believe this shit. Well then, there you go. Well, and so far as like uh, all this police who do, it's like, it's like I just said a minute ago. You know, if you could sue police officers, it would create a two-tier justice system where no rich people would ever be arrested again.
out of fear for getting fucking sued into oblivion, which any blue-collar working stiff cop would easily be sued into oblivion by... Just imagine if they went to arrest Onision one of these days, God willing, for something that he inevitably does that is so far beyond the pale that can it no longer be ignored. None of the police officers would want to sue him, would want to arrest him because I, hmm, this guy is like a YouTube gazillionaire. He's going to sue us all into oblivion. We're all going to lose our jobs. Fuck yeah. that. No, it, like, that's, that's an obvious <laughs> consequence, right? Um, you, you, you would never sue anyone that, that, that has access to a good, you're sorry, you would never arrest anyone that has access to a good lawyer. You just wouldn't do it. Uh, this is, this is the thing, man. Like, and that would mean the politicians would basically be really above the law, even more so than they are now. And everyone would know it. And, er and the left would complain exponentially more about that. But conveniently overlook it was their fucking shit that started it. Like, if the left got their way on this about being able to sue police officers, they would just, they would completely forget that it was them that did that, and then they would complain about all these freaking oligarch class that weren't being uh, properly put under the penalty of law for whatever fucking reasons they could pull out of their ass. Be they total fabrications and Trump derangement syndrome-esque moments of their left toyed brains, or actual legitimate crimes these people might be committing knowing they can't be arrested because they're billionaires and they could sue the cop into oblivion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if, if, if they actually did this, if, if they actually, for whatever reason, got this policy in, into, into law, this is what would happen. Donald Trump could actually go out on the Fifth Avenue and just start shooting people with a fucking AK-47, and the police would not be inclined to arrest him. They would just look uh, at it. There's, I finally had it, America. I can't take it anymore. There's too much fucking bullshit. There's going to be so much death and destruction. You won't believe it. You're going to die so much, you're going to get tired <laughs> of dying. Believe me. <laughs> no, but that's that's what that's the, what they would get from this policy. Someone as wealthy as Donald Trump could just start murdering people, and the police would go... Oh, I'm not touching that one. That guy has more money than God. He would ruin my life. Yeah. Uh, see, that's that's the that's the thing that I get with talking with a lot of lefties. They, uh, they just they have a gut feeling about something. They're like, I don't like this, and they don't stop to think, huh? Uh, if I actually got my way, what would what would be the consequences of that? Like. It, it, you, do, you don't even have to think, like, ten steps ahead. You have to think, like, one step ahead. Like, okay, you get your way, what happens then? Oftentimes, they don't think about it. They just say, I don't like this, get rid of it. And then that's 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 as far as their thinking goes. It's, I'd, I, I've, I've, I've been, oh, God, I've been talking to the left a lot recently, and uh, I, it's so, oh, God, it's so difficult to talk to them. I was... I uh, I was also talking to some some vegans the other night, some of those uh, like super hardcore vegans, and <clears throat> so I was I was it was it was so it was so fucking weird. I was I was talking to this vegan, and they were like, "Yeah, um, you shouldn't you you obviously you shouldn't eat, eat animals," and I was like, "Okay, right, right." Um, Cool. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't eat animals. I get it because like they're 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 a life form. 
And they're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, so you're 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 um uh you're pro life then, right? You're like anti-abortion. And they were like, what? No, 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 no. Abortion's like totally chill. I'm like, wait, but isn't that like you know a life? And they're like, no, 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 it's you know that that doesn't that doesn't count. I'm like, okay, well, all right, uh, sure, you know, uh, my my position is that um you know it shouldn't really count as a life until like maybe like two weeks in when the blastocyst implants into the uterine wall. Like, okay, I, I can kind of understand that. So like maybe you know you're someone who's like, um, okay, you know, before the first trimester you can do an abortion, but after that, you know, no. And they're like, no, no, I, I think abortion should be allowed at at any point. I was like, wait, wait, wait okay, so you're telling me that. A minute before the baby is about to be delivered, you can just kill it. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine." I'm like, what? Uh, "So, so there, there's like a is there some sort of like magical property of the birth canal of the vagina that imbues the 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 infant with uh, with human rights? So they when they're in the womb, they don't have rights, and then they pass through this golden magical birth canal and it, it, it God imbues it with fucking uh, natural and human rights, and then on the other end it gets them. And they're like, well, no, not 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 exactly, but I mean, yeah, kind of. And I and this is a vegan, a vegan who says that that you're you're not allowed to fucking uh eat eat fish or or a fucking a muscle or or a clam or or a or or like I, I, they would probably be against eating fucking crickets and they're saying yeah a minute before the baby comes out of the fucking birth canal you can just murder it because they have to be pro-abortion there is something about that that doesn't fucking follow it's not logical Well, like I told you last time, it's like, this isn't derived from fucking logic, this is just... These are the useful idiot class of pure power pragmatists. Whenever these people, now that they're in power, my free speech and all that fucking bullshit doesn't matter anymore. It's just like, they've just been told for years that abortion good by their chosen political talking head on the tv box they've got their fucking npc updates and they're just going to keep saying abortion good regardless of how much how many contradictions because this is not a like a holistic philosophical or religious worldview you're talking about here this is just a weird perverse lovecraftian patchwork entity that looks like frankenstein on meth that is just all these disparate parts they've been shoved some fucking animal parts onto the goddamn thing and it's just shambling along exuding the fucking talking points from its face hole <laughs> i mean i just i don't understand how it is that like it's see, I, 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 uh, I don't understand how it is that you can actually have those two ideas <clears throat> inside of your head at the same time. I, you, you can't, you can't eat a bug because that that's anti-vegan. All, all, all animal life is sacred. But when it comes to a baby, a minute from being born, yeah, just murder it. Yeah, whatever. I, 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 you know, I, what I should have done is, as I, I should have asked them about, um, uh, uh, animal testing on, on fetuses, because in, in science, they do animal testing on fetuses. I, what I should have done is I should have asked them, how do you feel about animal testing on fetuses, fe fetal animals? 
because you know something tells me that the vegan would have been like oh no 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 we can't we, we it's it's immoral to do um scientific testing on on animal fetuses I, something tells me that they they would have said yeah that's immoral but yeah no when it comes to a human child fucking kill it the you know what else i i i remember this particular group of vegans that you're talking about because i i interacted with another person that also dealt with them before you know what else those people believe they actually believe that technically cannibalism is ethical you can actually eat other humans are humans not an animal well, you see, the thing of it is, if the other human consents to being eaten, you can then eat them. Oh, 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 okay, right. And an animal cannot consent. You know what else an animal can't consent to? Uh, being your fucking pet. That's well, you know, these people are probably members of PETA, and I believe it's it's the uh, the stance of PETA that that having pets is unethical. They consider it to be slavery. Yeah, I have two cats. Uh, I, I, I don't think that they want to go onto the streets. I think that they're very happy just sitting around and lounging in my apartment. Uh, you know what this means? This means that Alex Jones can really eat that leftist ass like corn on the cob. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob! Ready! <laughs> uh, and yes, he really did say that, by the way. You could look it up. So the the only the only thing that I can the only thing that actually can tie all of these ideas together and make them make any sort of sense at all is that it's it's not that these people are against the the murdering of animals because I mean human human beings are are, are animals after all no 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 they're they're just anti-human right they just they hate humans they're they're anti-natalist they don't want humans to reproduce they just hate humans and they want less humans to exist in fact maybe they want no humans to exist i'm not really sure but i think it's because they're fucking they're bio leninist losers that's why wait what did you say bio leninist yeah if you don't know bio leninism basically bio leninism is get the most physically mentally degenerate hunchback of Notre Dame looking motherfuckers you can and they'll be the the highest caliber of useful idiot commie soldiers because they literally have nothing else like no other system that believes in anything remotely resembling meritocracy will give a shit if fucking Quasimodo can get his ass to a productive line of work but you remember the movie 300 where Xerxes says to that mutated Spartan guy, it's like, all of this can be yours if you but kneel to me mm. and tell me where the army's positions are. That's bioleninism. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I mean, that that I think that's definitely part of it, but I think I think that they're just I, I look, I've I've said this before, but I think that the the so this patchwork of ideology from the left where you have so many things that contradict with so many things and it just it, like you said it's like a frankenstein amalgamation of various bizarre ideas there is one uniting principle one uniting factor in in all of these ideas and that is that it is it is anti-human it is anti-natalist. It wants the human population to decline or go extinct. It does not want you to have children. 
It doesn't want anyone to have children. It wants you know, to... there is, there's also, there's another type of fundamentalist vegan that does exist. They're called Jain Buddhists. But the thing about Jain Buddhists is they would also feel very strongly about abortion because to them, literally all life is sacred and they would would probably take that as a form of murder as well. See, that's logically consistent. That's something that makes sense. And it's an actual religious, philosophically-backed worldview that's cohesive and internally consistent. And you look at the left, it's just like, abortion good, eating animal bad, it's all just these weird amalgamated parts jammed together in this fucking Frankenstein monster. Right. Whereas uh, I, I think that uh, on on the overall, on the right, you see people take the opposite opinion, but it actually it does make sense. Right. Um, a, uh, so on the right, you can say, OK, look, I want to eat. I want to eat meat. I want to be able to kill deer and fucking eat, eat the flesh of the deer. And I want to be uh, anti-abortion. I want to be pro-life. Now, that's the opposite of what the left is saying, but it actually makes sense when the right says it, because the right will say, oh, yeah, I give moral consideration to humans and not to animals. Humans are above animals, so I give a different ethical and moral consideration to them, right? So that makes sense. It makes sense for humans to go, oh, humans are special, because we're humans. We, we, we are this species. We deal with human affairs. We make human beings be special. And we kind of have to do that, because... Like we 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 have intent, we have willpower, we we have uh, like complex thinking, right? It makes sense to delineate a human from an animal. Now, the only way that you can actually make the inverse of that make sense is you say, okay, uh, I give ethical and moral considerations to animals, but not to people. And that is that's insane. That's an ins like what the fuck? <laughs> the whole thing breaks down. Uh, well, you know why you know why they're anti-human. It's because, like I said, the bioluminous losers have lived their whole freaking lives being treated like shit by other humans. So the second they have anything that remotely resembles a form of power that they can utilize over the heads of other people, they will do it and turn it up to 150% and break off the knob and just grind it in until the fucking wheels fall off. Because they literally do hate humans because all of their fucking life has been pain, misery, suffering at the head of other humans the way they fucking see it. And personal accountability and responsibility means jack shit to them. They're just like, destroy the bullies. Destroy them all. Lord, what should I do? Destroy the child. Corrupt them all. <laughs> and... You know what? These are the people. These are the people who voted for Biden because they want to see more human suffering and misery. They hate Biden. The ultimate, the ultimate bio-Leninist. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? He 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 ran on a promise to maximize human uh, misery and suffering, and you know what? He did it. And so I'm sure that all these vegans will be voting for for Biden again because fucking a, he did everything that they wanted him to do. You know the memes of those, like, soy-faced, gaping-mouth Reddit moderators, like, neck-beards and scruffy-faced, degenerate-looking motherfuckers? Right. That's no. the type of people that are anti-human. I watched a video by Moon, if you want to look up the channel Moon, M-O-O-N, on YouTube, that talked about, why do all Reddit moderators look like this? 
And he goes in depth as like this specific type of archetypal person is basically the degenerate basement dwelling loser that has nothing better to do than spend all of their time being a Reddit moderator or whatever fucking online degenerate site that you could find. And that's all they fucking do all day. They're just, they're the most petty, spiteful, vindictive, hateful fucking people. You've dealt with freaking mods, like the epic internet mods in the chat rooms and shit. Very recently, I remember you told me something how you got banned from a freaking server on discord <laughs> yeah oh, oh, you know what okay so i got banned from um the uh just the uh, uh, forget the exact name just the, the politics server um and this is why right i was saying there that uh oh you know what i the uh the planned parenthood clinics are specifically set up in predominantly um, African-American neighborhoods. And if my plan was to uh, basically try to limit the number of African-Americans that existed as a population in America, then Planned Parenthood would be a really excellent vehicle for me to try to do a genocide, right? And then they said, they said, oh, we're going to ban you because that is advocating for genocide. I'm sorry, what? I was specifically saying, no, 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 no. I, I'm against all of this. I do not believe that that any any human or group of humans should be meddling in the reproductive affairs of another human or group of humans. I am specifically super duper anti um like any any form of genocide because i believe that that is up to the sole discretion of nature and it is not up to man nature will decide who reproduces and who doesn't who survives and who doesn't uh it is it is folly for for uh for a human to think that they're smarter than nature and that they should decide these things that they should take uh natural selection uh uh over and they 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 should control this kind of shit that is basically like the most evil thing that a human being can do and i said all of this and they banned me because i guess they they decided that i was promoting genocide for some fucking reason because well they're i, I uh they're i think i think they were trying to get rid of me but uh, yeah, and if you you equated pan, Planned Parenthood to like a genocidal organization, and Planned Parenthood is something that they necessarily have to support, so instead of like reconciling that systemic contradiction, they just do the old uh, Stalinist tactic: no person, no problem. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Actually, very effective strategy. Yeah. If look, it doesn't matter if your ideas are internally consistent. If you have the power to ban people and make them shut up, then it doesn't matter if your ideas are internally consistent. Yeah, the truth doesn't matter anymore. It's like I guess since we're going into the second half of the show, did you have any more news things to bring up? Uh no, I don't. I don't. Um This would be like a good time to go into this and you were asking me if I had anything specific to talk about. Well, this would probably be one of those specific kinds of things I could talk about for a while to close out the show with. Um, yeah, sure, go ahead. Empirical truth doesn't matter anymore. 
What actually matters now is mythology. The world has kind of round-robin back to a pre-modernist type age where a bunch of these fractured little splinter groups with all these disparate ideologies on both the left and the right, they both do this. You just see it from the left more often because they're the ones with the censorship lever and they're the loudest and they're the most in power right now, so you see it most from them. You, There was a time in history where you would see, like, you remember the old hypocrisy days of the evangelical right where the loudest motherfucker that condemned things like homosexuality the most turned out to ha be having orgies in gay bathhouses? Remember that? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, because the truth didn't matter. All that mattered was that he had the power to put that message into the world and be politically anti-gay, even though he himself was a massive flamer. But the thing about doing that from a Christian perspective is that Christianity still has like very concrete roots and dogma and doctrine around things like that. So if the hypocrisy was exposed for an evangelical, it would be rightly called out by other evangelicals like, ah, you were a big flamer the whole time. Like, ah, you were a hypocrite and we denounce you now because you did the thing. The left doesn't have those concrete roots. So if a leftist is caught like like Hillary Clinton's famous they all look alike joke that she did back in 2016, if you remember that, or her kissing freaking Larry Bird, the KKK Klansman, like none of those things fucking matter that she kissed a freaking KKK Klansman or made that and they all look alike joke, or referred to black criminals back in the 90s as quote-unquote super, super predators. predators. Yeah, super predators. And Biden was one of the ones that actually put that bill in that had the super predator language in it, weirdly enough. You see, that doesn't matter. Uh, now he's saying Black Lives Matter after he was saying super predators like 20, 30 years ago. You can't call, the left doesn't have the tools to call out that contradiction because they're just always in this unbounded mythological fucking whirlwind where the soup of the day is all that's important as long as you have the power. The second that their power becomes in question, you'll notice. Remember around the Roe v. Wade repeal that happened recently? The left suddenly, after several years of wanting to de-anonymize the internet and try and push through things that in order to log on to the internet at all, you would have to show some type of ID with your real name and all this. Fuck that shit. After, after Roe v. Wade was repealed, though, a funny thing happened where they then started becoming very concerned about VPN companies and how encrypted and secure the data and communication over a VPN was. And the reason for that was, you know, if a woman wants to plan an abortion in a state where abortion might be totally illegal and equitable to murder, we want to make sure they can do it through an encrypted channel. So all of a sudden, internet anonymity became front and center instantaneously, a fucking total 180, right when the Roe v. Wade shit happened. Yeah. I... 
see here's here here's here's like a it's a it's a question that i have it's something that that is always kind of confused me because i like i am a person and i think a, a, there, there's a lot of people out here out, out there like this that they like to have a logical consistency in in their beliefs and their ideas if if idea a contradicts idea b then I'm. I feel very uneasy holding both ideas inside my head. I'm like I. I have to solve this inconsistency because I. I can't like it. It. It would. It would bother me. It would be like a. It would be like a metaphorical itch inside my my brain that I would just. I would feel compelled to scratch and scratch and scratch at until it's resolved. I, I just I can't I can't just leave that on the table and go yeah okay idea A and B they don't make a lot of sense together but I believe both of them I, I and I I think that's that's the case with a lot of people but there I guess that there are some people that it just it doesn't bother them they don't feel the itch I think one of the main reasons for that is like because we're re-entering a mythological age and the age of like modernist empirical truth and logical consistency is actually leaving. This is actually part of the Promethean Tide cycle. It's the name of the show. Uh, remember to like, share, and subscribe. Every time you push the like button, you're re-anchoring the grand binding mythos of humanity back to something that can hopefully be consistent and carry humanity into the future. Uh, but anyway. That's the um, name of the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is what the Promethean Tides, when I came up with the name, the kind of thing I was thinking about where... We're we're re-entering a mythological age, but the mythology isn't settled yet. We have this turbulent, chaotic soup where all of these systemic contradictions just whirl around with these, like, Lovecraftian primordial chaos demons, Frankenstein amalgamations that don't make any sense. They're eldritch abominations shambling around. And we need to keep driving forward until... This reaches, like, some type of terminal impasse where the only thing that can survive are consistent creatures that fit into archetypal forms. Similar to, like, something along the lines of evolution, where in early evolution there was all these strategies being tried, and all these freaking species died out really fucking quick until, like, certain key strategies, for whatever reason, emerged through mutations. And it's like, well, this strategy is consistent over time, and it leads to consistent replication over long periods of time, and that's the things that matter. The things that fall into these niches that they have consistent replication over time, whether it's a worm, or a roach, or a fish, or name any creature you want, they, have a specific, they fill a specific niche with a specific strategy and a specific morphology that leads to them replicating over long periods of time. So, and the same is true with the ideologies, where all these ideologies with these systemic contradictions that collapse under their own weight, over enough time, they're not going to endure over very long historical and civilizational timescales. What is going to endure is things like reemergence of mythological cores, like 
Christianity, for example, love it or hate it, it's consistent over time and leads to more humans replicating that pass on the mimetic of Christianity consistently over time. It's like memes are like a meta-replicator where the seat of their replication is contained in the genetic replicator, so they can't reproduce on their own, but they can piggyback off of other humans. Now, these ideas that lead you to be a self-terminating, suicidal fucking maniac that believes in post-birth abortions, they're not going to do that over time. They're simply not going to do that. Right. So I guess this is kind of like a um, uh, like a like a Cambrian explosion of ideas, and most of them will go uh, extinct. Some of them might survive, but most of them inevitably are uh, a a dead end. Yeah, and right now we're at the waning of the tide. Like, the, the Promethean tide, the waning of the tide is, like, going out and all the low tide. Like, all the strange, underwater, eldritch, abominable creatures are now exposed, wiggling around and screeching on the sand. And whatever tide comes back is going to conceal all those things. It's not going to wash them away or destroy them. There's going to be a prevailing tide that comes back and freshens everything up and lasts for a certain amount of time until the cycle repeats. Oh, okay. So this is the, um, what is it? The, uh, this is similar to the Strauss-Hausen generational theory where it's like we're, we're at the fourth turning right now. Something like that. Yeah, basically. Hmm. The Kali Yuga cycle. Ah. <laughs> You gotta read your moldy butt. Lord moldy butt. I don't... Well, you can still mention his name on YouTube. Uh, Minchus Molebug. I actually... I'm not, I'm not familiar. He's basically like a neo-reactionary type of guy. He's actually gaining traction in like mainstream press. Like mainstream news outlets are now starting to talk about like al alternative right-wing ideas. Not necessarily the dreaded alt-right... Because, let's face it, the frickin' alt-right were a bunch of magic white people Spurgatrons. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, uh, I remember back in the day they used to be uh, more popular, and I would I would argue with them. And uh, Yeah, their, their idea was... Uh, well, you see, uh, white people are just, like, for whatever reason, uh, the best. And uh, that's my entire uh, philosophical paradigm. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you something. I'll give you a perspective on that you might not have thought about. Um, like, any type of racially supremacist ideology, whether it's white, black, Asian, whatever, if that's the core of it, it's actually overly egalitarian. Now, you might think, it's like, how is a racially supremacist ideology overly egalitarian? Well, consider, it's like, let's say that we were in some type of racial supremacist world. I won't name specific races for obvious reasons, but for the sake of this argument, let's just suppose. And you, you walk around and you see another person of your race. And that's always going to be like a free bingo spot. It's sort of like an ideological socialism, where 
this other person similar to my race, no matter how bad they're acting and how much of a garbage fucking human they are, they're always going to get those free bingo points of being your same race. And you're not going to criticize them as stringently as you would of someone of a different race that was probably acting twice as good as that person of your same race is or whatever the threshold is going to be. Dumber people are going to have like a really wonky fucking threshold where it's like, no matter what the person of my race is doing, my race is the good race and the supreme race and my race could do no wrong because we all shit apple pie. That is... Like a type of concealed, insidious egalitarianism. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I can see, I can see how. I, yeah, yeah, I, I could, I, I can see the argument there. Yeah. And I, then you, you, you'd look at fucking toothless redneck hillbilly and Thomas Soul standing side by side. <laughs> and a right. white supremacist would think that uh, obviously that toothless redneck hillbilly with with a face full of swastika tattoos is a far better person than that filthy you know what over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, this is this is the part of it where I just uh, I I think it it contradicts with with what reality is, right? Because if you look at um if if you look at like American. American politics, right? And the 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 like the alt right, they're they're you know like like you and me, they're not a big fan of the left, and so you know at least it, you know they, they got that going for them, I suppose. But they 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 don't like the left, and yet they they don't seem to realize that actually a lot of the weird, uh, uh. LGBTQ stuff, a lot of the uh, like communist stuff, a lot of the diversity is our strength stuff. All of this is actually being advocated for by a bunch of uh, uh, soy addicted white people. They they don't seem to understand that actually <laughs> when it comes to all of their all of the things that they hate in the world, their fellow. Uh, member of their race is also responsible for that shit. Like, it just... It, uh... Well, your ability to actually see that empirical reality would be greatly diminished under a racially supremacist society. Uh, yes, yes, because I, I believe that... Um, uh, and I'm... you would actually be called out for saying that and be chastised for saying that, even if it's true. Well, right, because I I believe that they're retort because I I have uh, I've uh, I've spent years debating these people uh, as well. I uh, I believe that their retort would be well, um, that is a consequence of uh, a a I guess a Semitic uh, influence. It all comes back to the influence of 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 the of the of the. Semitic people. And so no matter what the ill is, no matter what the wrong is, there is one other group of people that is the source of of all of it. Uh it's a it's a always there always has to be this eternal us versus them, no matter what it is. Now black supremacists do this with the magic white man that apparently has magical powers to turn 
all government institutions into these clandestine, like, dog-whistling, cipher-coded that would make fucking the Da Vinci Code motherfucker blush level of coded language you would need to do to do this. So... To the black supremacists that think the white man is all against him all the fucking time in every facet of society, he ends up fucking deifying the white man and turning them into this transcendental godlike entity that is capable of literally controlling all aspects of reality like they're in the fucking Matrix. Oh, you know what, actually? When the, uh, when the feminists, they're not as popular anymore, but under feminism... The patriarchy! It was, yeah, it was the patriarchy, and in fact, I... Uh, even even if a woman was in charge, she could still be part of the patriarchy because she had internalized misogyny. So even a another woman could be a representative of the patriarchy under, under yeah, these ideas. And there's a lot more off-color terms for people of different groups that uh, I don't think we can mention on YouTube. <laughs> No, no, cer certainly not. But the but everyone everyone knows what we're talking about, right? Yeah. No, this uh, these these ideas where it's just, uh, I mean, they're they're very simplistic, and it just goes, well, um, my group good, uh, uh, in let me say in group good, out group bad, and that's that's when you boil it down, that's all that's all it is, and and it it pops up all the time. It uh, uh, you can see it in. In the alt right, you can see this in the um, uh, the uh, 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 the the black Israelites. You can see this in feminism. You can see this in in in. I mean, the, within America, those are the main ones. But it, throughout the world, it, it just it pops up all the time. It's just in group good, out group bad. You know what? This is why you often hear me make these types of arguments. But in all honesty, all jokes aside, I think. Uh... The Chinese. Do you remember the movie Blade Runner, where in the Blade Runner future, like the original look out one into this with with Harrison yeah. Ford as the lead. Yeah, yeah, the Harrison Ford one. You'd look out into this cityscape, this neon metropolis, and all the advertisements were in Chinese. Uh, I th uh, are you sure? I think they might have been Japanese. I, I'm not. I, I actually don't know. Hmm. I'm fairly certain it was Chinese, but if someone wants to correct me on uh, that, you might Japan, be right. You might be right. Yeah. But anyway, it's like that's why I think like well, not just because of that reason, but a country like China, love them or hate them, like CCP warts and all, they still have that binding mythos, and they're a massive nuclear superpower and economic powerhouse and they still have a binding mythos now yeah but they're they super have racial supremacists like yeah the, the han they, chinese are like the the best group in china is the han chinese but the thing about that is they have a way of mitigating that that's much more ancient and well articulated than what we do in the west because in the western world this idea of quote-unquote white people is a fucking socialist labor union invention nonsense term that means fucking jack shit. What it was in the early 1900s of America, the freaking labor unions wanted to consolidate, and you had the Irish, the Italians, the Germans, the Polish, the Jews, whoever freaking else, all the freaking 
different people. There's just like, fuck it, just call them white. Because we need to consolidate power because it's a Marxist socialist power tactic where you all act as like this single fucking collectivist body. That's why the term white exists. Like, in Europe, go to freaking Europe, like, ask a freaking a random English person what their opinion of the French is. Ask a random Frenchman what their opinion of the Germans are. Ask a random German their opinion on any other European person ever. On the fucking and, Slavs. Nobody in Europe likes the Slavs. Yeah, in Europe, they, they, they're all, like, atomized freaking countries with distinct cultures and languages and backgrounds and ethnicities and to this day the english and the freaking irish they're on the same fucking island and they still don't get along for many different reasons some political some ideological it's a fucking mess over there but over here they would just be who white people do you see how fucking stupid this is Oh yeah, it's dude, it's incredibly stupid. And uh you know, uh uh speaking for myself, you know, as someone uh who is who has zero German ancestry, um, you know, uh fuck fuck the Germans. I've said that before, I'll say it again. Fuck the Germans. Now, the difference is uh, a country like China, they've all been Chinese for thousands of years and they've all been dealing with each other and they've worked out many different intricate systems to mitigate this. Now, there are racially supremacists, like Han Chinese number one, that, that is a thing, but it doesn't negatively affect them like it does your average bog-standard maggot-minded fucking white supremacist that you encounter so much on the freaking internet these days. And the reason it doesn't affect them is because they've mitigated that over time with things like class and family like, what family are you from? What class are you from? And that's... You might be, like, Han Chinese. Like, two Han Chinese people look at each other, and one's wearing a suit, and one's wearing overalls. They know the differences between each other. And they don't automatically think, well, you're Chinese, you're automatically good. There's like, no, I know what I am, and I know what you are. And I know my place, and you know your place. Well, yeah. Um, I guess that, that that is something that would be born out of a, uh, uh, I guess, long-term, centuries-long interactions between different groups of people that evolved naturally and that wasn't just imposed by a political ideology. Yeah, and like 300 years ago in Europe, if you if your Anglo-Saxon ass was walking along and you saw like a six foot five fucking Nord, you would be like, "What's this fucking Nord doing over here?" Am I about to get my head chopped off by this freaking Nord? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a uh, for a long time, the uh, the Nordic people were actually uh, relatively scary. Um. Nowadays, uh, particularly the Swedish, uh, they're the, they're the, they're just the softies of Europe. I'll tell you what. But uh, yeah, ba back in the day, they, they they were they were a little bit harder. They ran they ran a little bit harder. The thing of that is the religion tempered them, and that's a whole other can of worms. Like the Nietzschean death of God thing, that kind of was one of the cornerstones that fucked up Europe <laughs> majorly. And 
Oh, they technically say, never recovered from it. You're you're saying that basically uh, uh, the import of Christianity. Uh, yeah, the Christianity, like the the commonality of the religion and a very specific type of a type of religion that doesn't explicitly reward you for being warlike and adversarial, and instead rewards faith, hope, charity, and a bunch of other virtues that don't lend themselves to being an axe-wielding maniac. See, this is this is the thing, right? Like, I've, I've been saying this for a while. Um, it's like, okay, democracy works in America. But just because democracy works in America doesn't mean that democracy is going to work in all places at all times. And actually, I should rephrase that. America is not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic with... Uh, some democratic um, uh, factors inside of it. But that, that system, it doesn't necessarily work in all places in the world. Different places have different cultures. Uh, they have to meet different um, uh, standards in order to survive in the same way that like um, being really good at dealing with snow is good if you live up north, but it's less advantageous if you live in Saudi Arabia, for instance. There are certain political... And also dealing with frickin' swampy, wet, constantly cold and melancholic climates like the frickin' England and Scotland and Ireland and that type of boggy, rainy, always overcast sky. The humidity is always high and the temperature is always, like, relatively cool. There are certain people around the world that they would get pneumonia really quick living like that. And uh, for myself, that's actually my favorite type of weather in the entire world, mostly because that's that's where my ancestors came from. But uh, there there are certain political ideologies that work well in some places, and they don't work well in others. And the same goes for religion, right? Um, I think that maybe uh, Christianity was good for certain groups of people, but for the uh, for the for the Scandinavians. Maybe it ended up kind of pussifying them, and maybe it was actually ended up being a worse thing for them. Uh, in, in, in the same way that, uh, you know, uh, maybe Christianity isn't the best thing for people in China. Um, maybe uh, uh, Eastern Orthodox uh, version of Christianity uh, wouldn't work out the best in, in Britain. Um, maybe uh, Buddhism uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense or isn't very competitive in America. Like, all of these, all of these ideas, all of these strategies of, of trying to live your life, um, be them philosophical, religious, or just, you know, general competitive strategies, they work in some environments and they don't work in others. One would expect this just from you know, a basic understanding of, of uh, ecology, right? Like a, a bug that is uh, like, a, like a, 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 a butterfly, a butterfly that is really fucking good at living in a swamp region may not do that well when living in a, in a highly forested region, right? Like this, these are just... So <clears throat> basically, that is to say that whatever ideology you have, it may make a lot of sense to you, and it may make a lot of sense to other people, but that doesn't mean mean that your that your ideology is universally supreme. It is always environmentally dependent. Always.
Yeah, just like the Lovecraftian low tide dwellers all come out and flourish when the tide goes low. And they all get buried back under the sea when the tide goes high. The the one consistent unchanging factor of that is the tide goes in, tide goes out. You can't explain you that can't in the famous words of Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. There was a lot of there was a lot of wisdom in that that <laughs> was lost on his interlocutor at the time and a lot of people that was like one of those classic epic atheist uh, what was his name? David Silverman, the atheist they was talking to. Um there's actually a lot of wisdom in that. that the, the tide goes in, the tide goes out. You can't really pin down the absolute machinations of nature. Like You are a subject of the frickin' tides. And the low tide dwellers will all come out and play. All the frickin' scavenger birds will pick off the clams and the, the sea worms and bugs. And then when the tide goes up, a bunch of other different creatures will come out and flourish. And this is all an eternal fucking waxing and waning cycle that is the eternal struggle that will go on in perpetuity forever. You know, I until you brought it up, I had never actually thought about that quote, like, more in, in depth. But, so, because I, I remember... He said, "Tide goes in, uh, uh, tide tide goes out. You can't explain that." And I remember hearing that. That was when I was like a hardcore lefty atheist back in those days. I was a teenager, and I was like, "Yeah, idiot. The moon is what does the tides, you fucking dummy." But you know, now that I'm I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah. I mean, literally, you can't explain it, but metaphorically, what he, maybe what he was talking about, you yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's that's the machinations of nature. Yeah. Funny enough, <clears throat> how the moon actually causes the tide. The moon doesn't actually affect the water because water's non-compressible. The moon actually squeezes the tectonic plates under the water and causes the tide to come in and out. <clears throat> oh, uh, Breaker, that is, that is incorrect. Are you sure about that? I am extremely confident because uh, if the moon was constantly squeezing the tectonic plates, then you would have earthquakes every day. What happens is, is that the water is attracted to the gravity of the moon, and so literally it swells up to try to get closer to the moon. And that's what causes it. It's pulling the water away from the Earth. Mm. Mm. Get science, be... bitch! <clears throat> this might have to be a whole other conversation, because I remember hearing about there was a common misconception about the moon causing the tide. Now we're in a whole other fucking different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, this right. is why I stick to symbology and allegory. That's my strong suit. Uh, you're the science guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's why I, uh, I I usually defer to you when it comes to um, what the fuck it is that some old dead philosopher said. But uh, uh, you know what? I think that's a uh, uh, unless you have uh, anything else that you want to bring up. I think that's a decent place to leave it. Remember to like, share, and subscribe so that the tide continues to go in and come out. You might not be able to explain it, but what you can explain is sharing this video to all of your friends on social media. Just how wonderful it is. Ah. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, everyone, to, uh, for, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you, and uh, peace out.